In pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. Good afternoon, church. Happy overflow. If you're like me, you'll be thinking, um, we've had 21 days of prayer and fasting. So what's next? That was my question. And you know, one thing, one thing about the pursuit of God for me is that I almost want to start all over again. You know, I've been asking God to help me with a a character change, a character overhaul. I'm not sure what you are asking God for, but I'm praying that this overflow will be your portion too in the name of Jesus. That we'll continue to stay in the overflow. Okay. Why don't we start off by just looking at a scripture before I introduce what I'm going to talk about today. I'd like to read from 1 John chapter 3, verse 13 to 16, in that amplified version, if possible. 1 John chapter 3, verse 13 to 16, in the amplified classic. It reads, Do not be surprised and wonder, brethren, that the world detests and pursues you with hatred. Verse 14, We know that we have passed over out to death into life by the fact that we love the brethren, our fellow Christians. He who does not, ab- he who does not love abides, remains, is held and kept continu- continually in spiritual death. Verse 15. Anyone who hates, abominates, or detests his brother in Christ, he is at heart a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Verse 16, by this we know progressively to recognize, to perceive, to understand that the essential love that he laid down his own life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today, Lord. We thank you again for breath of life. I ask almighty God that your word today will bring light. Let your word bring understanding, almighty Father. Let your word challenge the way we think and cause us to be more like your son, Jesus. And Father, we extend our prayers to those in in Lagos, Nigeria, as they celebrate 25 years. We ask again, O Father, for a manifestation of your overflow in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We thank you in Jesus' name. I've titled this message, Acts of love. Acts of love. In the scripture that we've just read, the Bible refers to brethren as fellow Christians, brothers and sisters, church members. So we want to focus on JH family. The Bible said that because we are Christians, we've moved from death to life. We've moved from hating our brothers and sisters to laying down our lives for others. The question I ask is that, 
can you lay down your life for others? So well, when the Bible says we should lay down our lives, he's not, saying that, he's not saying that we should literally die. But that love is sacrificial. So what must I do to lay down my life for my brother or my sister? You see, one thing that struck me, like challenged me as, as I prepared is that the Bible says that if we're Christians, we can't hate. If I ask you now if you hate anybody, guess what your response will be? Oh, there's no response. I see. Mm, right. That's telling. Anyway, I thought, you know what? Since God has um, mentioned this to me, I thought, was he talking to me? See, the word hate is a strong word. So strong. Anyway, I checked the dictionary to see what the meaning of hate is. And this is what it says. Feel intense dislike for someone. To despise someone. To feel hostile towards someone. In other words, confrontational or aggressive. To regard with disgust. Not able to bear or to stand. Intolerable. Are there people who you despise? Are there people who you cannot stand? You know, sometimes we say, that lady or that guy, I can't stand him. I can't bear him. Are there people who you can't stand? Uh, are there marshals who you say, you know what, I don't like how this guy talks to me. I can't just stand him. For workers and volunteers, are there people in your department who you don't talk to? You don't like the way they speak. Some people who, who, who you feel that they're so intelligent, you can't stand them. They think they're all that. Well, according to what dictionary says, it's called hate. Ouch. And as Christians, we can't hate. As Christians, we can't despise. We have to tolerate them. Mm. We have to bear with them, the Bible says. That challenged me. It really did. So when we talk about acts of love, in fact, laying down our lives for our brothers is what we should be doing as a lifestyle. And so we're going to look at some acts of love as we do that. The first one is meet somebody's need. Meet someone's need. 1 John 3, 17 to 18, um, in the New King James Version, 1 John 3, 17 to 18, says this. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? Also, another scripture in James, James chapter 2, verse 15 to 16. James chapter 2, verse 16 to 17. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? So the Bible here is telling us that we should meet the needs of people. If you know a brother or sister who is 
out of job, in between jobs. You know what it feels like when people are out of jobs, don't you? Who's been there before? Oh, very few of you. Wow. Mm. You know, when people are out of jobs, it's hard. When they're in between jobs, it's hard. Now, I feel that as Christians, we can support them, can't we? Yes, we can. 20 pounds, 30 pounds, just help. I've heard someone say before, in fact, to me, that you know what? It's okay. When you get to a point where things are hard, let me know. And I'm thinking in my, in my head, you want me to wait till things are hard before I tell you? I thought, wow, church is interesting. So let's meet people's needs. Acts of love number two. Save those who fall in sin. Jude chapter 1, verse 20. Jude 1, 20 um, to 23. Again, I'm reading from the New King James Version. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but for others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. I'll read one more scripture, Galatians 6, 1. Galatians 6, 1, again in the New King James Version. Brethren, so family, Jesus' house family, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you be tempted. Now again, as church, you know, no one is perfect. When our brothers or sisters fall into sin, and we all do sometimes, I don't think it's good for us to judge them or to criticize them or to analyze them. Since you are that spiritual, why don't you restore them? Why don't we pray for them? Why don't we encourage them? Someone says, yes, thank you for that encouragement. Thank you. Thank you. But we ought to as a church. But we're good to criticize. Look at him. He's a Christian. Can you imagine? He's even a deacon or a deaconess. Or a pastor, maybe. Let's save those who fall in sin. Let's encourage them. And you know, the Bible talks there about restoration. Restoration is a process. It's not only about giving someone a word, the Lord says. No. It's walking that journey with them. Mm. Laying down our lives for others. Okay. Acts of love number three. Bear someone's burden. Bear someone's burden. I think Obama talked about this in the first service. Galatians 6, 2 to 3. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 to 3, again in the New King James Version. Bear one another's burden, so you fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks of himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. I'll read the same again in the Passion Translation. I'm not sure if we have it. But verse 2 says this. Love empowers us to fulfill the law of the Anointed One as we carry each other's troubles. If you think you are too important to stoop down to help another, you are living in deception. 
So we ought to bear each other's burden. Let's encourage one another. Let's, uh, let's pray for one another. Every Christian needs help. Everybody needs help. Acts of love number... Number four, four, four. Honor those who share the word with you. Galatians 6, verse 6. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. And those who taught the word must share all good things with their teacher. A sharing of wealth takes place between them. So again, let's not ignore our spiritual fathers that share the word with us. The Bible said that we should honor them. So honor them with your substance. Tell them how much you appreciate the work that they do for you. Is that okay? Wow, pretty quiet in here. Sounds like out of all the acts of love, that's the most difficult one to do. Okay, the next act of love is add value to people. Galatians 6, verse 10, New King James Version. Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. Let's learn to be nice to people. Be kind. The Bible said that we must take every opportunity to be a blessing to someone. You know, to add value to someone, we have to be intentional. I'm wondering if the Lord has told you any time to say, you know what, there's a brother who I want you to bless today with 50 pounds, with 100 pounds. Has God ever told you to bless someone before? Has he? We ought to be a blessing to people. And in adding value to people, we have spiritual gifts that the Lord has given to us. And we can serve others. We can add value to people with the gift that God has given to us. We have an initiative here in Jesus' house called the Acts, Acts Week. And Acts stands for a call to serve. See, as Christians, we must all serve our brothers and our sisters with the gift God has given to us. 1 Peter 4.10 says this. 1 Peter 4.10, the New Living Translation, NLT. God has given each one of us a gift from his variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So let's be intentional to serve others. So let's just recount then the acts of love. What was the first one? Sorry? Meet someone's need. And the second one? Okay, the third one? And the fourth? The fifth? And the sixth? <laughs> there was no sixth. Now, how do we really do this? You know, it's, it's easy for us to to say, you know, that we need to show love and how? How do we do it? I think, first of all, if we don't have the right motive, it's difficult to show love to others. What is the motive of me showing love to somebody? But also, we also need to have the right character. Love itself is character. 
I'd like to read to us what Paul says in the book of um, Corinthians, one that we all know very well, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 3 to 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3 to 8. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It's one that I've seemed to like so, um, so far because of our, our pastor. So, but it's, it's, it's nice. It does justice to the scripture, in my reckoning. Okay, I'll read verse 3. It says, if I were to be so generous to give away everything that I own to feed the poor and to offer my body to be burned as a martyr without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. So even though I, I give myself to the poor, I give my money, I give anything, you know, even, so no matter what act of love I do, if the motive is wrong, it profits me nothing. Therefore, the characters to do that must be right. And from verse 4, the Bible tells us what these characters are. I so much love this because it challenges me. What are the characters for love? Verse 4 says this. I'm, again, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Love is large and incredibly patient. Ah, do we have patience? Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. You know, it is one thing that I want to be. I want to be gentle. I know I'm not gentle. Oh, why are you laughing at me? It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to somebody else, like some of you. Love doesn't brag about one's achievement nor inflate its own importance. Love doesn't traffic in shame or disrespect or selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Oh boy, when I wasn't a Christian, I loved to revenge. Oh, I got a kick out of doing something back to you, and I must. You can see how that's a challenge for me. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. We need to believe the best for others, even those we despise. It says, love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. And this is my best. Love never stops loving. Sometimes there are people who we feel that they're, they're too difficult to love. Maybe your manager at work. Too hard to love. How do you love them? Always telling you you to do things that you shouldn't do. Or maybe sometimes, perhaps you know a bit more than your boss and, and, and your manager's not quite happy with it. And so there's a challenge there. There's friction. The Bible says that you must keep on loving. You know, sometimes we feel that some relationships are not meant to be. That's not true. That's not true. If God has called you and I to lay down our lives for others, Every relationship can work. Someone say amen. 
Yes, you need to say amen because I don't think you believe that too. But it must. Why? Because God has taught us what to do. It's not about me. It's what do I need to do to love my neighbor? Let's be honest. We've been praying for revival for years. If we can't get it right at home, how can we recognize the revival when it comes? Do we know what revival looks like? And when revival actually comes, how do we take care of them? We struggle to love ourselves. Lord, help us. <laughs> Lord, help me too. You know, I've given off these this, this scriptures as well so that we can take time to, to practice them, you know, to, to read and meditate. The word actually works, you know. The word actually transforms. It really does. Just as I gave my life to Christ, very early stage, I'm not sure about you, but like for most of us, we were quite on fire for Christ. And I think sometimes in a probably not too good way. So I had my younger sister then who came to live with me, and um, you know, she wasn't saved then. Now she is, thank God. And then she used to, you know, obviously like circular music. I, I have nothing against it, but then, you know, then I threw all my CDs away. So I thought, if you want to come to my house to live, then you can't play them. That was my thinking. And so we had some conflict. Uh, one day she went out on a nice walk to her friend, and guess what I did to her CDs? No, 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 I didn't say she laughed. I said, guess, you, you're laughing. You, you have no idea what I did to them. I got the CDs and I, I hid them in the loft. And, you know, God help me. When I put something somewhere and you take it, I would know. Oh, oh Lord. So what I did is that when I put it in the loft, I put a little pin just in the loft so that if it moved, the pin would fall. And I know that she'd been there. That's how I was. And I was saved. And then she would come back. Go into her room, and the CDs are not there. And she comes straight to me. Um, can I have my CDs, please? I'm like, no. And then there's, again, more conflict. You know what the Lord says? That's not how I saved you. Why don't you give her time to grow? Every, almost every day before I spoke to her about things that she did I didn't like, guess what I did? I took that scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, and I'll read. I'll meditate. And then I'll start to be angry with myself. I'm like, why? God says, no, read. And I'll read, and I'll meditate. And sometimes I'll actually cry. As my heart started to change towards her, she still did what she wanted to do in the house. And thank God today she's saved.
It is important for you and I to, to love. But why should we? You know, even the most important commandment talks about it. We are praying for an overflow. The most important overflow should be the overflow of love. Most important. The Bible says in Matthew 22, I think it's verse 37 to 39, that he said to them that we must love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our might. That this is the first commandment. And the second one is like it, that we must love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So we love who first? Talk to me. Who first? Okay. Who second? Who? Ah, there you see. There we go. Yeah. I knew, I knew I'd catch you out. But honestly, this is the reason why we struggle with love. Because we're not sure who to show love to first. Me or my neighbors? We love God first. And we love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So we come second. Why? Because I can't give you what I don't have. So we love God first. We love ourselves. And then we love others. So then how do I love God? How do I love God? The yardstick for us to love God is obedience. Nothing more. Obedience. If I obey God, it shows that I love him. Okay, so that's good. So then, how do I love myself? Well, as we obey God, we prosper. All the benefits of the word of God, I receive and I enjoy them. So I better myself with it. A scripture that I like so, so much um, in the book of um, Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8, it says that this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but we should meditate on it how often? Day and night. Why? Do you know why? Why? <laughs> You're scared to say something, catch you out again. That's fine. It's so that we can obey the word of God, not for us to prosper. My prosperity only comes having obeyed the word of God. That's why we have the scriptures, to transform us, to become more like Jesus Christ. Mm. Overflow of love. So would you lay down your lives for others? Would you? But guess what? If you, if you don't, the Bible tells us to do so. The Bible says that we must lay down our lives for others. And I've just given us some examples of acts of love. So I'm praying that the Lord will give us strength to do so. So that we can prepare ourselves for the overflow. So we can prepare ourselves for revival when it comes. We have a dying world out there that needs you. Let's show acts of love to our brothers and our sisters. And as I wrap this up, 
I have a question. When we meet with God, what do you think he will say about you, about the way you show love to others? What do you think he will say about you? Let me read to you a scripture in the book of Matthew, Matthew 27, 31 to 46. It's quite a long one, so please bear with me. Matthew 25, 31 to 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All nations will be gathered before him and he will separate from them one from another as the shepherd divides the sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on the right, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, I surely I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you do it to me. What would he say about you? when you meet him. Verse 41. Then he will say to those on the left, depart from me, you cursed into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, Surely I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Amen? The Bible says, by this we know love because... He laid down his life for us, that we ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. Act of love must be a lifestyle for all of us. You know, I always tell people, when a relationship doesn't work, guess why? There's a defect in our relationship with God. That's why. Because once that is fixed, everything flows through naturally. So every relationship can work. Husband, wife, it can work. Why? Because the word of God says so. Let's learn how to stoop to conquer that God may have his way. And that's the message I wanted to bring to us today for us to carry out acts of love that we can Lay down our lives for others. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, without you, we can do nothing. We ask, Almighty Father, that you 
just teach us. Lead us aright, Almighty Father. We've heard about your word today on love. Sometimes, Father, we struggle. For some of us, Father, there's unforgiveness. It's difficult. For some of us, we're still hurting. You know, as I came today preparing, let's still keep our heads bowed. You know, the Lord told me that to tell you that he cares for every detail of your life. He actually told me again this morning to tell you he cares about every detail of your life. I'm not sure where you're at in terms of loving others or forgiving others. But perhaps you're here today and, you know, it's, it's a struggle for you to love someone, maybe at work. It's a struggle for you to just show love to somebody who has hurt you in the past. The Lord is here. And there's power to heal. So I'd like to ask, with all heads bowed, please, that if you are struggling with love, or struggling with unforgiveness, I'm not going to call you out, but can you just please signify by just raising up your hand so I know that I can pray for you. Anyone? Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, there is nothing that you cannot do. I ask, Almighty God, for an overflow of love into us, Almighty Father, that we may show acts of love, that we can lay down our lives for others. But Father, I ask, Almighty Father, that you help us on that journey. Where hearts are broken, I ask that you mend, O Lord. O Bam of Gilead, heal, heal this afternoon, Almighty Father. Father, your word said that you sent forth your word and you healed. Let there be a healing right now in the hearts of my brothers and my sisters, Father, in the name of Jesus. The grace to forgive, the grace to let go. Thank you, Lord. I also want to make the second auto call for people who are yet to know him. You know, we've spoken about love and how to love others. But you and I know that it is difficult for us to love others if we don't love our maker. So with all heads still bowed, please. Again, if, if there's anyone here who is yet to know the Lord as your maker, you have not yet given your life to Christ. Can I again ask that you signify just by lifting up your hand so I can pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to, co to come out. Anybody? The Lord to told me to tell you today that he cares about your every detail. Is there anybody who is still saying, you know what, Lord, I don't know you yet. Or anybody who does, but, you know, you're kind of backslidden. You've taken a, a backstage. But now you want to come back to him. Is there Anybody? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. The Lord actually told me to tell you that he cares about your every detail. And he does care. 
Father, thank you. Father, it's not your will for any man or woman to perish, but it's your will for everyone to come to know you, to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Father, even for those who are here today that didn't signify, I ask, oh God, that you do a quick work in their hearts. Do what only you can do, Father. The same way you saved me, surely, Lord, you can save them. And Lord, again, thank you for your word. May your word continue to challenge us, Almighty Father, that we may love you and then love others the way we love ourselves. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for the overflow of your love. Father, we love you. There is truly none like you. Never has there been any like you. Father, I bless you. Be glorified. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.